It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. Hour number two in your Thursday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. You can get a hold of us via email on our website, 610kona.com. The bottom line page. Name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And on Twitter, at bottom line 610. We'll let you know our poll question in just a minute. We're going to the phones first. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Gary, you're up. Yeah, just before the break, you were talking about the inequity between the construction people. And I've got a daughter who's a local hairstylist. And uh depends on what your contract agreements are as to whether or not you're eligible for an unemployment compensation. So there's an inequity there, plus the misleading statements. that made it sound like if you can't work because of the government declaration that there would be help for you. And yet... She and many of her friends are out of work, and they were even told if they tried to do work at private homes uh, that they could lose their business license for a year or longer, plus incur fines. So the information going out doesn't match up with the realities. You're absolutely right, and thank you for the call. And that's what the governor glosses over in his press conferences when he makes these broad statements about things. We got an email from Marty, who's listening in Pasco, said our governor waited until after 5 p.m. yesterday to say all construction is shut down. Left a lot of construction companies coming to work today wondering what's going on and who can and can't work. Inslee said Monday he'd follow California, but changed his mind yesterday afternoon. Going to cost a lot of money. All the people who have financing lined up and closing dates set. They'll have to start all over, and no one knows what the cost will be. I just wish you would hurry up and get out of office. Thanks for the email, Marty. <laughs> and, and you know, but that's the thing. There's a lot of conflicting messages being sent from the governor and then from the state agencies when people are reaching out and saying, okay, I've been impacted by this. I'm going to apply. Uh, well, well, well you, you can't. You, 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 you can't. What do you mean we can't? We were told we can't. Well, that's not exactly correct. Again, when you when you are making broad brush statements and you're trying to appeal to your base, and yet there are other people out there who are impacted by this and are led to believe that there are certain things they're going to be able to do and then they can't do them, well, that's not exactly accurate information that's being put out by the guy who is supposed to be putting out the most accurate information of everybody. Well, there is there is this, and I, I'm I know that the governor is talking to his base most of the time. I think a couple of his news conferences he did an okay job speaking to everybody. But with this kind of situation coming up, how many of his base supporters are going to be those that are impacted by the false information or misleading information that he and his office are putting out versus what reality is is telling them. So uh, the reason why I say that is one of the interesting side effects of this whole situation is that this is an election year. Depending on how Governor Inslee and President Trump, too, and, and, and a lot of those leaders out there from President Trump on down, 
how they handle this situation could ultimately decide their fate come November. You know, it's interesting because we did see something from uh, Senator Doug Erickson that he is petitioning the governor to change his mind. And from what I understand, uh, there is a letter going to the governor to challenge that decision. And it's being drafted today. And there are multiple lawmakers that are prepared to sign on to it. Uh, to get the governor to change his mind, because you can't just... On the construction part. On the construction part. Mm -hmm. You can't just pick and choose which construction projects can go and which can't, because you have an absolute 100% negative impact on a huge sector of the population. And I agree with you, Ed. The first couple press conferences the governor gave, he was speaking to everyone. Yeah. Because we were in a position at that point in time that he didn't have to make those decisions. He didn't have to make determinations on industries closing, certain businesses being affected, certain elements of businesses being infected. When he didn't have to do that, he was fine speaking to everyone. But then as those decisions had to be made, we saw where the loyalties lied and what people could, which aspects of society could be left out of the decisions. You're on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey guys, how's it going? It's Rock from Pasco. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Rock? I know, I know it's a little off topic, but I did end up uh, looking up GoFundMe and I started one. Um, I'm still waiting for their uh, director of Mills on Wheels to get a hold of me to hopefully link it to them. Um, but if you guys can just get it out there, I know it's a tight time. But if anybody can help with anything, uh, I've got you. Hopefully, one of the local companies on the line, so that way they can. Uh, order like toiletries and stuff like that paper towels toilet paper for all the old people and get it delivered to them we already got most of that lined up it's just a matter of getting the financial uh end of it squared away so that way we can start ordering for them and getting it out there i appreciate you guys letting me uh put that out in the air and thank you guys so much for what you do be safe well thanks for what you're doing rock be safe and stay healthy keep us in the loop and that's not off topic at all anything no. that's got to do with people helping the community especially those that are the most impacted, and, and let's be honest, those people that can't get out of their homes uh, or are having problem getting the supplies that they need because of their situation are the most impacted in our community. And any information that can help them and help provide them the essentials is always welcome on this program, no matter what we're in, whether it's the coronavirus pandemic or this thing subsides anything that helps those the most impacted in our community, we're open for. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, this is Chris from Richland. What's up, Chris? Um, I don't know if anybody brought it up or not, but the difference between residential construction and most commercial industrial construction going on, one key denominator. What do you think it is? Well, there's, there's a couple I could think of, but you tell me the one you're referring to. It's a union. Multiple unions. So the unions are running all these commercial industrial jobs, the agricultural jobs. Um, so uh, those are the ones that Ansley doesn't want to shut down. Residential uh, construction workers, very few, very, very few of those belong to unions, in the local unions. So I believe there's a union presence and leverage behind that decision that he made. Could very well be. Appreciate he, the call. Thank you so much. If there's one thing the governor is, it is it is extremely loyal to his base. Well, that's been supporters. proven time and again. Yeah, I mean that includes the you know the 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 
fundraising portion of that. 547-1610-509-547-1610. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can email us too by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Uh, either one is good. Uh, let's uh, go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? My name's Jackie. I'm calling from Pasco. And what's and on your mind today? I, well, we just got shut down. We've been working on 395 up there, you know, by the corners, and we got shut down. I think that's a state job, some sort of government job. And I'm also a teamster, so I'm listening to this stuff. It was a complete shock to all of us when they told us about 3 p.m. that we were not going to have a job. And now I hope I get unemployment. Well, I hope you do too, Jackie, because I'll tell you right now, if they shut your job down because of this and they deny you unemployment, there's a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I am not a proponent of lawsuits. I just need to say that. I think there are way too many of them out there, but I see a lot of lawsuits. Uh, facing the state of Washington over the misinformation, the, uh, you know, people thinking one thing and the reality is another when it comes to this, you know, the directives uh, to businesses, the direct the direction, uh, you know, directing people to file for unemployment. I, I, I this is not going to end well, I think, for the state of Washington. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, my name's Adam. Hi, Adam. What's going on? Yeah, about the unemployment. My sister owns a business in Oregon, and she's having the same problem with her with her, her workers that they can't draw unemployment. They're going to the same thing, but um, like I say, it's all we're not. It's just not the state of Washington. It's Oregon also. They're and, having the same problem. And, and what do they have in common? <laughs> yeah, and basically that's what you say. You know, they can't get it, so. And then I talked to a cousin of mine in California. They're having the same problem. So we got three three states, Democrats, all having the same problems. Appreciate the Thanks call. Thanks for the call, Adam. And here's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't the case. I really am. I'm hoping that the governors of Washington and Oregon are not waiting on the federal assistance to provide assistance to the people in their communities that they made the orders they made the decision to shut down the businesses and the particular industries a couple of weeks ago. They put these orders in place. They made the decision. If they're waiting on the federal assistance to come before they grant these people unemployment, shame on you. Well, Because you created this before the federal government passed any kind of a stimulus bill to help small businesses, help with unemployment benefits or anything like that. You put these people out of work. You made the decision to close their businesses and affect their industries. And if you're denying them payments because you're waiting on the federal government, shame on you. Well, more than that, that's, uh, you know, like I said, you might even have a lawsuit on your hands. And again, I think, you know, I'll defend the president in this respect. He's been pretty clear, I think, in his messaging that he is not doing any kind of federal shelter or federal shutdown he is leaving it up to the states to do their own thing because there are states that are in better shape than others. And he's also been pretty clear that, 
you know, the, to that that the, any federal assistance should supplement things done at the state level. It, basically, state. I don't want to say states are on their own, but but the decision, the decisions are to be made at the state level. The feds will help out, you know, fill in some gaps and and provide some additional assistance. But yeah, if if Washington, Oregon, California, any of these other states that are going this direction uh, are are waiting for the feds to bail them out. Yeah, that's not good. One more quick call before we take a break. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Rock from Pasco again. I was going to call about you guys to talk about the unemployment. So where does what kind of fund does that money go into? Does it collect interest? And where does the interest go if it does? No, it doesn't collect interest. It's supposed to be a quick turnaround. Um, the The... It doesn't have like every, like everything else, with the exception of transportation. It does not have a designated fund. Uh, the only stuff that's designated, that's protected, my understanding, is the stuff under the Eighteenth Amendment, which is transportation money for the gas tax. Yeah, um, which not, is why there's a, a separate budget for transportation right. operations. Everything else comes out of the the, the same pie. Uh, yes, money in the general fund does go into other funds, and and that's how the treasurer works off of it. There is money that comes into it, but that interest goes back into the fund as well. By the way, construction on the Seattle Center is continuing. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. 547 509-547-1610. You can email the program as well. Go to the website 610kona.com. There you'll find the bottom line page. Click on that. There'll be a form. You fill it out and uh, send it our way, and we will read your email on the air 99% of the time. 99.9%. Yeah. There's a couple of times we've said uh, no. You know, it's kind of a sad day, Ed. Is it? It is. Particularly for me, it's a sad day. Oh. Today was the day that it's been a tradition for me for God knows how many years at least 15 to 20 that on this day I would particularly time my lunch at a certain point so I could catch at least the first three innings of the first Phillies game of the year Mm. today would have been opening day for Major League Baseball Mm -hmm. just you know it's a little pang can't get the can't get to watch the opening day day one of the 162 game season now for mariner fans out there you've been practicing social distancing for the world series trophy for your entire existence this year wouldn't have been much different yeah what's one more year what's one more year um in fact it could spare a lot of heartbreak for a lot of fans out there because there are probably maybe 10 teams that had a shot at the trophy but it's still baseball. That's that's that's, a, that's that's being generous. But it's still baseball. It's still, I hear you. It's still baseball. I hear you. And for for a lot of people, I I you know, a lot of people share that view. I'm not one of them, but I I do get it. I get it. I mean, it is it stinks. It is, it is the game, and uh, you know. Now, if this goes into football season, then you'll see riots in the streets. Well, you know, as of right now, they've pushed it off about two months. 
start of the baseball season because mm-hmm. you can't just. I mean, you can't just jump. And they'll in somehow there. still get 162 games. I in. don't think so. That's that would be that would be a little insane. I mean, I've seen a couple of I've seen a couple of projections out there of playing a bunch of double had seven inning double headers. Like, no, that's not baseball. Yeah. Um, Instead of the race to October, it's the race and sometime next January. I don't now, know. I'm one of those people. I do believe that, that the current season is a bit long and a bit monotonous. <laughs> I think 162 games, while at one point in time may have been a good idea, I think we can go back to the pre-Maris era, uh, the pre-61 era. We can go back to 142 games. I don't think that's a bad idea. Cut it in um, half, and then we'll talk. Well, I don't think we need to cut it in half either, because then, <laughs> look, if you take that many games away, I don't think the players are going to appreciate the pay cut that's going to come along with it. I don't care. Um, I know that. But I think we can go back into look, the 140 hockey, range. basketball, 72, 82 games. I, I understand that. they need Baseball, they, 1,027. Hockey needs a little more time off than baseball players do. I mean, look, let's face it. It's probably, if, if it's not as physical as football, it's pretty close to it. Uh, 81 games in hockey is good. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, from Chandler Crop. What's up? You got to talk me off the ledge, man. I'm pacing, walking, walking around, back and forth, back and forth with my Lenny Dykstra T-shirt and uh, jersey <laughs> on. I, I don't know what to do here, man. Well, whatever you whatever you do, don't get angry because we saw what happened to Letty when he got angry. I, I know, I know, man. It's, I'm starting to channel some of that Lenny Dykstra in me right now. It's okay, tough. I, I got to go. Got to go. I got to go. Thanks for the- <laughs> I can hear it in his voice. I can hear it in his voice. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate sure, that it. Wasn't Lenny Dykstra that called for, for the for those for those of us that, that are that are that are baseball fans? This is a tough day. I, I mean, get it. It's it's a hard day. It was supposed to be the start of the season, May twenty second. They're hoping to, but but see, that's also you're going to have to have a little bit of a spring training before that. You can't yeah. just throw guys right on the field. So you're going to have to have at least a couple weeks, maybe maybe three weeks of spring training if things start to lighten up a little bit but you know it's i mean that's any sport you got to have a sure i mean you know if if football's pushed back i mean i don't see us being i I don't think so either but i'm just using that as an example you know you get you get two preseason games instead of four or you know something like that the players need those practice games the the preseason the exhibition stuff (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's you got to you got to do something. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of Lenny Dykstra, oh. and you know, as soon as he said that, all, all I could think of was this giant chaw in his in his mouth. And, and that's the thing. I'm not sure what had more juice, the chaw <laughs> in Lenny's mouth, or what was running through his body. Yeah, well, I was going to say through his bat, and yeah, all that if, stuff. If you if you uh, remember, okay, if you remember Lenny Dykstra circa 1986 Mets when they won the World Series, Lenny Dykstra was this this small center fielder in 1993 in the World Series with the Phillies. Lenny Dykstra was like the Incredible Hulk. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely, uh, there's no question that Lenny was a partaker. In any way, shape, or form, there was no question Lenny was a partaker. As were a lot of other guys on that team. As were a lot of other guys in Major League Baseball in 1993. Got to take a timeout. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Email us. Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, send us your question. 
for your comments. See, we can have a little levity. At, Absolutely. Even during these trying times. Stay with us. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, news radio 610-KONA, 547-1610, the number to get involved. Certainly hope you want to join us, talking about quite a few things. And still, you know, I mean, well, let's get our poll question out there for today, Ed, while we've got a, a minute, because... The president is talking about making some modifications to um, what he is thinking when it comes to this response to the coronavirus outbreak. He's talking about new approaches, including designating counties as high, medium, or low risk. He's talking with governors. He's sending a letter to the state governors about making county designations high, medium, or low risk. Could this approach help the economy and fight the virus? It's an interesting thought. I mean, once again, how many times have we seen that a one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work? And it has the most negative impact on the areas that can least afford to have a major interruption to their economies. And we know we've got a number of cities in and around us. Okay, how much of an impact can Benton City take? How much of an impact can Burbank take? How much of an impact can Ritzville take? How much of an impact can West Richland take? How much of an economic impact can these cities handle because the governor has taken a wide brush and gone all across the area and said these industries... They can't operate. Now, King County, you've got a lot of tech, a lot of tech in King County. A lot of people that work in King County work from home already because of the industry that they're in. Well, you don't exactly have that in a lot of other areas of the state that rely on restaurants, that rely on salons, that rely on construction, that rely on a number of different jobs, that rely on going to their veterinarian. For their pets. I mean, I was set to have an appointment Saturday. My vet will come out to my house because they've got a small farm of animals <laughs> in a home that's not a farm. And wow. right. <laughs> so the vet comes out to the house. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's a great. Got a call yesterday. Got to postpone. Governor said we can't. Yeah. You know, so it impacts their business. You know, anything that they called non essential. Car dealerships, they had to close. They can't sell. I would think transportation's essential. And look, let's face it, we're we're accustomed to driving. We're accustomed to having our own vehicle to get from place to place. The, The outdated element of essential needs to be revisited. It needs to be looked at. Because if somebody is an essential employee and their car breaks down, and it's not worth the cost of, of repair because they may have had it and took care of it for 20 years. And now it's just like, all right, this is going to cost too much. I may as well just get a new car. You can't. And so now you may not be able to get to work. And then are you supposed to ask somebody to ride with them? Well, you're supposed to practice social distancing. So unless you've got a Yukon 
<laughs> and put them in the last row, how are you going to be six feet away from somebody? Right. So again, you wind up with these with these situations and these problems that are having a severe economic impact in a lot of areas around the state that are smaller than King County, smaller than Snohomish, smaller than Pierce, that these areas are now going to have to deal with the impact after this is all said and done because the governor's only thinking about one thing. If you're a leader, and I don't care what level, if you're a leader, you are supposed to think in layers. You are supposed to think that the world is an onion because it is. The top layer has its impact and its significance. But four layers in has as much impact and significance on the onion as the the top layer, if not maybe more so. Because there are different things that impact that fourth layer that impact the top layer. And so you have to think of it in a way that each layer you peel off of that onion represents something different. So if you're looking at the state as just the top layer of the onion, you've messed up. I don't think uh, I don't think that Jay Inslee made the decisions that he did uh, quickly or erratically. I think he did think about them quite a while. I, I I I I'm I think that's the case. But what he I believe lacked, and you hit it on the head was the perspective of that. You know, and you know, say what you will, you know, was it a because he's he's looking at it from a, a state government perspective that he's looking at it from a Puget Sound only perspective or what have you, but there I think is where he failed the state. Not you know, not necessarily in the it, it was not a knee jerk reaction, I don't feel. And I do think that deep down he does, on some level, care about the entire state. Mm. I do, on some level. I think he cares about other places more than others, but I don't think he doesn't care about people on in east of the mountains. In this, it, with 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 respect to this, but I will fault him for not, you know, w- whether you want to look at it, you know, as an onion or. You know, looking at the big picture, I think he he did not look at the big picture well enough because of the very things that you said. I think his main concern is taking care of those that take care of him. And I I think that that does not apply uh, to much of anything on this side of the state. Um, I think that the people in King County were crying for this over a week ago. Now, I don't live in King County. I avoid King County like I avoid the coronavirus. Um, Well, anyway, go ahead. But if they were asking for this, then give them what they were asking for. Yeah. Okay? Let each area... Who outside of the Puget Sound was asking for this? It was pretty much the Puget Sound that was asking for this. That's my point. Exactly. They were asking for this, so apply it to them. Apply it to them and then see how the impact is around the state. Because if you put a shelter in place in in the three most affected areas, then there's a good chance that you're going to cut down the spread because you're asking them to stay home. Now, if you see other areas in the state, because Spokane still hasn't reported a huge uptick in cases. No. So you've got areas on the east side that, yes, they've got cases. They're going to have them. But I will go back to what I have said yesterday and the day before. In the times that I have been out, 
I have seen people around here practicing what has been asked. So you do what you're asked, and then you're punished for doing what you're asked because other people can't do that. You know, if King County wants to be locked down, lock them down. Okay, I don't live there. I can't speak for them. I'm not going to say don't lock King County down. That's stupid. Because if they live there and they see that people aren't practicing social distancing or it's difficult for them to do it because of how crowded it is, then then, sh- then shelter them in place. Tell them to stay at home. But don't tell everybody else to do it if it's not having a direct impact. And you know what? You can say all you want that by not doing it, you're, you're encouraging the spread. You still have the potential to have the spread with a stay at home because the amount of businesses that were impacted by Monday's order were significantly less that were impacted two weeks ago. Well, again, I go back, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, well, you can't trust anything coming out of China. Uh, no, but, uh, but not I'll, at all. But, but look, at, look at what has gone on in Italy. They have done a full lockdown. Way too late. Way too late. But has that stopped the number of cases? No. No. So the argument is that my point is, I think there were too many people in King and well, King County, mostly the ones that were yelling and screaming for for this to happen sooner were under the assumption. And I think the jury is out on this assumption that even if you completely lock things down for two weeks that when you open the doors after two weeks, the problem is solved. And it's th- that's proving not to be the case. And he wasn't, in, Inslee is not even calling for a full lockdown. It's the, you know, it's the shelter at home. Yep. Okay. So guess what's going to happen in two weeks? Are we going to see some flattening of the curve? Yeah, I think so. But I, I, I'm going on record, Rob. I'm going on record right now. When the two-week shelter at home is up, Inslee is going to look at things and go, yeah, it's better, and we're flattening the curve, but eh, let's go another two weeks and really I, and really bring the hammer down on this virus. I don't disagree with you at all. And there's not going to be a thing to do about I, it. I don't disagree with you Because at all. I don't think that that, that – I don't think that the logic that is being used – is sound, you know, and again, I go back to even if you go full lockdown, like what Italy has done, are they have they have they wiped it out? Are there zero cases now? No, there is not. And they've been at this for a while now. How long have I seen these people hanging out their windows, videos of people hanging out their windows, cheering and and singing in, in Italy and all this stuff? They still have cases. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Chuck from West Richland. My signal just got scratchy, so I'm sorry if it's coming across that way for you. Go ahead, Chuck. Hey, so um, I'm thinking about this lockdown, and you might have touched on this already. And there's a lot of essential businesses listed in this lockdown that I'm not sure aren't essential just for taxpayers. Um, I'm sorry, for the tax money it brings to the state. And the, the chief one to point to that. Is the is the marijuana shops the recreational marijuana shops are all essential businesses really, or is it just because they bring more tax revenue to the state than the others? Well, which, that is which, a tremendous question. Which, oh, which industry is taxed higher than any other? 
Yeah. yeah. Marijuana, baby. Yeah. And here's the thing. Chuck may be onto something. Oh, there. Chuck's definitely onto something. Look, this this is this is no secret. Again, it goes back to playing to the base. It goes back to playing to the the, the one particular element that continues to get him elected. And here and, and, and let's take it a step further. You could have made an argument that keeping the medical aspect open was essential. Medical marijuana. Yes, I mean, the medical that, aspect. That that I could you, you, I, I you, can you, I could you, hear that you, argument. You could yes. make that argument. Yes. Okay, pain management. But, but whatever. Rec- the right? only reason recreational is still open is for the tax revenue. It's for the tax revenue. That's the only reason it's open. The tax revenue. Because in all truth, at that point in time, you've just basically destroyed yourself on saying every other industry is not essential by allowing recreational marijuana to stay open. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Jeffrey from Pasco. What's on your mind, Jeffrey? Okay. I was thinking, kind of Ed made me think about something. Okay, the two weeks goes by. The governor doesn't do what Ed says. Uh, he will. I agree with you, Ed. Uh, but he says, okay, we're going to open everything back up. What if the virus is also sheltering in place with the people? And then, after two weeks, we're all out there, and if there are still carriers of it, it spreads around to the people, and it shoots up again. What is he going to do then? You know, we're just postponing, I think, maybe, the inevitable. Everyone has to catch it. Everyone has to get it. We have to go through it. He's postponing the fact that we have to go through it. I just think that's a thought. No, it's it's a good it's, thought. It's an interesting thought, Jeff. What I'm hoping is that, and granted, we're not talking a long period of time here. We're not talking, you know, two weeks is really not a long time in the, in, in the scheme of things. But what I'm hoping is that in the next two weeks, with the amount of people that we have tested, and maybe some of these medications that have been discussed that show promise, maybe there's a little bit more done and advancement there. That if people do come out of the shelter in place and maybe they show symptoms after two weeks when they didn't beforehand, that there are some avenues available to decrease the virus load in certain individuals to prevent, to to minimize the spread a little bit more. That's hopeful thinking, but we can cross our fingers. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Final few minutes here on your Thursday afternoon, 547-1610. If you have any final thoughts. I wanted to go back uh, to previous caller last segment, um, in, in kind of playing this scenario out, um, I, I think that no matter the situation, after two weeks, I think Governor Inslee is going to extend it. Uh, how long, I don't know. I just have a, I just have a feeling that um, whether it's, quote unquote, out of an abundance of caution, and by that I mean, look, he, he can't do a shelter at home order two weeks go by let everybody go back to normal whatever that is and then see that the numbers start going up again and then put everybody in a shelter at home situation you can't be you can't 
yo-yo. Can't jerk around people's lives. You, like you that. can't yo-yo things like this. There will be a revolt. I guarantee it. So it's it's going to take longer than two weeks. I don't know why people have two weeks stuck in their head, but even with a complete shutdown, which this is not, it's taking longer than two weeks to to show real signs now. Governor Inslee earlier today held a news conference uh, you know, and uh, made some statements about flattening the curve, and it was it was encouraging that there were that we are already starting to see that curve flatten because of the things that we've done over the last two weeks. But is it going to be enough to convince him to lift the order? Let's take one more quick call before the hour is up. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jerry Yorkson. What's on your mind? Um, on the, you said the two weeks. Can they do that separate from Eastern versus Western Washington? No, they could. That's what we're hoping. They they could, yeah. I mean, they could, you know, uh, some people th- appreciate the call. Some people thought that when the announcement was made that he might start with just King, Snohomish, and Pierce County. Those three counties greatly affected more than anybody else in the state. And then transition to the entire state, that was that was the thought process of, of some. Instead, he just yeah. went right for the whole state. So, yeah, he can... The executive privilege that comes especially with and including an emergency declaration is pretty broad. It's pretty sweeping. Um, The same goes for the president on a national level. But yeah, the governor can, he can't do whatever he wants, uh, but he does have broader authority in times of an emergency. And that declaration has been made. And look, if it does come down to where the president, because the president has said over and over again, I'm going to let the states decide. But if the president comes down and says, okay, here's how this is going to work. We're going to designate this in three ways. And these are the these are what's going to qualify as a high, a medium, or a low risk county. And then if they qualify in this, these are the practices that should be put in place for each of the counties. Even if you're designated as a low or a medium risk county and you have a little bit more flexibility, it doesn't mean you should still stop. It doesn't mean you stop with precautions. It doesn't mean you're cured. It doesn't mean you are out of the woods. It just means that it's not so bad that you can't conduct your daily life and businesses can't continue to operate that have been told to close their doors. What you do is those businesses that are able to reopen practice the guidelines. You don't pack your restaurant trying to recoup lost funds. You don't all of a sudden allow more people in and put us right back in a situation where we could wind up getting shut down. You still practice precaution. As we speak... I'm sure Bob Ferguson is already drafting the lawsuit against the federal government for doing just that. If it does go to that, where they take the authority uh, out of the hands of states and which they could do, which they could do. So, I mean, Ferguson, once again, making you know a lawsuit. I'm just saying, I, you know, he enjoys. Oh, he know, does. He it's, enjoys. It's he, his hobby. Suing the federal know, government. Suing the Trump administration. We'll see. That's all for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Don't go anywhere. ABC News is up next. And then all your local news and weather and 
complete COVID-19 coverage here on News Radio 610 KONA.